Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hey, what's going on? It's Devin, and I got some news I want to share with you before we start the show. Uh, we are having a live event with the Bay Team. We're going to be celebrating our one-year anniversary, which happened earlier this month. The live event's going to be on April 26th in San Francisco's Mission District. There are details in the show's episode notes, so check it out, and I hope to see you there. It's hard to ignore the Apple store in San Francisco's Union Square. It's got these huge glass walls so you can stare at people buying phones or whatever. And you can see the upstairs too, where they sometimes hold events called Today at Apple. And they've been booking local artists for this. Something is always dying. Just not the middle of the world. Some of the creatives are poets, some are bands or local activists. Many of them are people of color, like Dr. Ayudele Nzinga. Life is a dream that ends upon waking. Roses and delusions die. The only problem, Apple's not paying in cash. So why isn't a company worth however many hundreds of billions of dollars thrown down for artists who help sell the company's image? I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. So I was contacted in 2017 about one of the artists I was managing at that time. Victor Valle works for the Counterculture Group. It's a talent agency in Oakland and Los Angeles that helps artists find work. When Apple first started the Today at Apple events in its San Francisco store back in 2017, they reached out to Victor. The email was basically talking about this new Apple store. So this new Apple store in Union Square was going to be opening state of the art, you know, these panoramic windows, this upstairs area with this huge LED screen. Obviously, everyone was excited. One, because we got an email from someone who was at apple.com or whatever. Yeah, it's a big deal. And, yeah, right. And <laughs> as an artist, you're like, oh, man, this is it. This is happening. They started breaking down, well, you know, we have this huge video screen wall. We can use images. And we can really, you know, put some, some forward-facing stuff for, for the artists that you work with and make sure that it's a good look for you. But we don't have any official payment. We can do product trade. I said, okay, product trade, so hmm. what do you mean? Are we talking like a MacBook? Are we talking, what, yeah. what are we thinking here? You got some good products. Right, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of products and I could sell this product if I need to for <laughs> yeah. money. Like that's, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. an artist needs to pay rent in San Francisco and as it is, that's difficult. And it was something like Apple TV and an Apple Watch. How does that compare to what you would have expected at any other corporate event? Oh, it wasn't, it didn't compare at all. <laughs> you're, talking, you're talking about thousands of dollars. We're probably. talking about thousands of yeah. dollars, yeah. yeah. Usually that's kind of what we're aiming for. 
So I talked with the artist and we went back and forth and they decided they wanted to do it for the exposure. We just kind of ended up playing in the store to some people who sat around and came through, but mostly people who were just trying to like upgrade their phones. <laughs> Would I recommend doing it again? Absolutely not. It's just not worth it. There was, there was no big return from it. Victor says not only were there no cash payments, but you also have to think about the cost to travel, to rehearse, plus parking around Union Square, it just sucks. The artists that Victor helped book weren't the only ones that Apple was paying in merch. KQED Arts music editor Nastia Voynovskaya started looking into this and found a bunch more artists. So we're talking about this in our KQED Arts meeting, and everyone found it very surprising since Apple is such a huge company. So I started digging into it and seeing who else I could talk to. So I talked to about 11 artists who said that they didn't get paid. Why were you all surprised that Apple was paying people with merchandise? When artists perform these big corporate gigs, typically they're paid in the thousands. I imagine that there are some artists who really need and appreciate exposure from a corporation like Apple. But I don't know enough about the artist industry. So how important is that exposure? So exposure and getting introduced to a new audience is important for artists, but you can't pay your rent with exposure. Um, <laughs> right. You can't buy food with exposure. And how companies take advantage of artists looking for exposure is that they, they know that artists have this need to be seen and that there are a lot of up-and-coming artists that will do things for free. It puts artists as a whole at a disadvantage because, you know, if there are people lining up to do things for free, it, it makes it impossible for the next artist to negotiate a fair rate. I, w- I want to know why Apple does these events, these Today at Apple events. Like, what do they want to get out of this? I think part of Apple's appeal is that they make all these tools that creative people use. They use these events as a way to kind of cultivate this very cutting edge image of these change makers in our stores, basically like giving our company a cosign. They really could use their huge platform to introduce these artists to a wider audience, which I think is a big part of these artists' motivation for doing this. But instead, all they do is give the artist a flyer that the artists then create their own Facebook events for this. They advertise it on their Instagram and on their Twitter. They, they really rally their community around this. And then it ends up basically them bringing an audience of potential new customers into the Apple store. Why is it so important for Apple to be associated with creatives or even the local scene? I think it's all part of this approach to marketing. By booking all of these different black and brown artists, they're projecting this diverse and inclusive image at no cost to the company without really changing how it functions internally. At all of Apple's keynote presentations. But we're not quite finished yet. It's usually older white guys on stage. We have one more thing. Presenting these images of mostly people of color. We love to make technology more personal and allow our users to do things that they could never have imagined. Most of the artists performing at Today at Apple are black and brown artists with kind of a activist or community-minded message in their work. My MLK walk resurrected itself on a milk carton in Harlem, then transformed into black berets leather coats, and guns. 
at least at the one at, at in San Francisco. Um, and that's, I mean, that's to, to, I mean, these Apple stores are very, are usually in very visible spots. I mean, they're usually pretty transparent in terms of the building itself. So it's all about image when you go into the Apple stores. So when you go in and you see, you know, somebody performing a band or doing a poetry reading, that is very much uh, front and center when you go to these places. Yeah, exactly. And in this generation, companies want to appeal to diversity. They want to appeal to progressive causes. You know, we all know that terrible Pepsi commercial where, like, Kendall Jenner solves racism with a Pepsi. You see it all the time, like, people wanting to support companies that support diversity. Apple kind of gets to project this anti-racist image and they're using the free labor of mostly black and brown people. Meanwhile, you have behind the scenes a company that is 68% male and 54% white, and the people making the real money are, are not, you know, these black and brown people making the brand look cool. Did you talk to Apple about this, about paying um, artists and speakers with merchandise? I did, and they declined to comment on the record. Um, yeah, and I actually followed up with them after the story ran as well, and they, they still haven't commented. So I know you talked to a number of artists who actually presented or performed at these Apple events. How do they feel about um, working for Apple merchandise? Most of the people, even if they had criticism of Apple's practices, always included a disclaimer that that they were really grateful for this opportunity and they didn't want to come off like they were just trash-talking Apple. Did you talk to people who who were kind of conflicted about this, who, you know, understood on the one hand that they're being paid in merchandise and that usually they could get thousands of dollars for doing something like this, but on the other hand, like, this is, this is how they do their thing. they got to get out there. Yeah, I think the majority of people were actually conflicted. It was kind of one of those things that I just did, and then I kind of didn't really think too much of it after. I um, thought it was a good opportunity because, I mean, it put me on a larger platform in a sense, but at the same time, like, I don't know. On one hand, it's very attractive to be able to say, I collaborated with Apple, that you'll get to play for a new audience. And, you know, who knows what that might mean? They might buy your music. They might follow you. I think that's kind of the allure. At the same time, they know that Apple is a multi-billion dollar company and they really could afford to give these artists even a small stipend of a couple hundred dollars to do to perform labor, you know. Is there a way that artists and companies can exchange or or make a deal that doesn't involve money, that is fair? I think, well, an issue a lot of people raised in the case of Apple is that they thought it would have been more fair to be paid in like a high-end product, like a MacBook, you know, because that's worth a couple thousand dollars. And you can really um, accomplish a lot of creative tasks that would bolster your career on a brand new MacBook. But instead, they're getting lower-end products When you're walking around wearing AirPods or walking around wearing an Apple Watch, you're also kind of advertising for Apple. So it's not really a huge benefit to the artist's career, but it is a huge benefit for Apple. A lot of them said that they would have been fine with no cash payment if Apple would have done more to promote their work and actually direct their huge amount of followers to that artist. That was KQED Arts Editor Nastia Wojnowskaya. Victor Valle says if Apple's not going to pay these artists, then who will? When you're dealing with, you know, these companies that obviously have the resources, have the ability to come through and 
really invest in the arts and invest in the culture of San Francisco, the culture of the Bay Area now. Um, it's, it's really harmful when you're setting a precedent for that not being the case. Victor says that we in the Bay Area, and also companies like Apple, we like the art that's being created. We value it. Just not the people who made the art. The Bay was produced this week by Katrina Schwartz and editor Erica Aguilar. We also get help each week from Amanda Font. KQED's leadership team includes Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. We'll talk to you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.